You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Hey, everyone. Hi, how's everybody doing? Thanks for joining in, Pastors Richard and Donna, with your Marriage Minute podcast for this week. So glad for you guys to be joining us. New and exclusive content every Tuesday. However, this Tuesday, today, we are recycling something that we shared on our live broadcast because... We think it's important. It's so important. (laughs) So important that this, this, what we're talking about today... In the next two or three podcasts. Yeah, we um, have three in total. Yeah. Is the second reason, top reason for people, for arguments in their marriage. Correct. In divorce, is it the divorce the, as well? Well, it's the top reason for arguments in marriage. Okay. And it's the second, second reason right. why people get divorced, at least statistically in America. So those of you who are watching, Abroad, it may it may be the same. Yeah. The statistics yeah. might be the same, but um, certainly in America, this is this is a, a very astounding um, and unfortunate. It's sad, yeah. actually, yeah. Uh, statistics. So, twenty two percent of marriages end in divorce over money. The, over this. Over money. So yeah, I was going to have you guys try to guess what it is for a second, oh, but you let the cat out of the bag, which is totally fine. It's money. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Money. There's <laughs> money. a song. There's a song that we're singing, but not yeah. everybody might know that. Not song. everybody might know it, but and from our generation. So. But yeah, so we're we're dating ourselves, but that's okay because money it's a stickler. You know, oh. people. Every individual has their own unique perspectives about money. Uh, comes around about, uh, I believe, uh, how you were raised, what mm-hmm. what you saw growing up. Mm-hmm. If parents were tight with it, you're typically going to be tight with it. If mm-hmm. one parent was loosey-goosey and hid things, you might ad- adopt that. You might find that that was True. Um, something that was off-putting to you. So then you don't do that. So how you look at money is shaped I believe through what you saw growing up, In many what ways. you what you've learned through the years, experiences. Um, you've been through difficult financial challenges, yeah, yeah. then you might really Life. be a saver or one that conserves. You're not willing to spend. You're looking for, you know, to put money back in case of an emergency that that comes up that maybe you experienced a lot in your life. Yeah. So, so it, here's you know, the big question. Though. Yeah, do you think? Combining money and marriage is a recipe for disaster. Um, if you would have asked me that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. I would have said absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Because my mindset on money and marriage um, came from a very broken place. And I didn't really know. You know, I was put into, like we've said before, you know, I was put in positions where in our family, I had to manage the money, and, and mm-hmm. that's not a strength for me. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would say Tough. it was a huge recipe for disaster in our marriage until we really understood what it mean, what money means to us, right. that we are in control of our money, we tell money what to do, and that money is just an object. You know, for me, money, you know, and managing money is really a strength for me, but mm-hmm. because of, uh, you know, whatever, a youngest-born child... Selfish mindset, uh, had a certain view of what a woman should do in the home, saw what my parents did. My mom tended to manage the money at home. So I just kind of transferred that mm-hmm. all onto you sure. unfairly. And yeah. uh, that wasn't right. And so, you know, I uh, when God was calling me to step in and really lead our home when it comes to money, 
um, I didn't want to hurt Donna because I didn't want her to feel that she was doing a bad job mm -hmm. um, because she wasn't. She was doing the best that she knew how and what she was. But she did great, you know, under the circumstances. But no, you know, I don't when think I did. But you did. You. <laughs> you did because you know I wasn't. I wasn't even fully engaged in the process. The yeah. only time that I would be engaged in money was when um, there was. You know, I saw the debt growing, or I saw that you know and, we were living and, paycheck ends to paycheck. <laughs> exactly. That's when I like okay, emergency. Richard, jump yeah. in here. You know, try to fix it. And at that point, I'm so defensive about it because you could care less for six months, and then all of a sudden yeah. we're having a discussion about money, mm -hmm. and I would take quite the offense with it. So it was a touchy topic. So, so, if you so combining you money and marriage is a recipe for disaster, but you're not alone in thinking that. No. No, money is the number one issue married couples fight about. It's Absolutely. the number one in America. Again, for those of you watching and, and li listening abroad, I should right, say. Right, um, You know, it may not be the same as it is where you live, but certainly here in America, it is the number one issue. And it's the second leading cause of divorce behind infidelity. Mm -hmm. That's huge. So that's why we thought... Yeah. Um, since we need to we talk covered, about it. Yeah, we need to talk about it. We need to get it out there. We need to... Uh, debunk the the mystery behind money, you know, because if you're married and you guys are in this partnership for life together, you need to both have an understanding mm -hmm. um, of money, of how you view money and how you function around money and with money. And all of that's going to be discussed um, either today to uh, next week or the week after because... Yeah. Um, it's important to know how you, how do you think about money? You've, you've got to really kind of pull inward and, and realize what, it, and it's okay that I have a different thought about money than you do, right? It's absolutely but, okay. But how do we shift from the tension and struggle of the money issue mm -hmm. in marriage, which is so prevalent, mm -hmm. to peace and thriving in our marriage when it comes to money? Yeah. Well, you know, I think back to our marriage uh, early on. Um, we, we're we like most couples, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, there may be a few, you know, small percentages of couples out there mm -hmm. that got the money thing right from the very beginning of their marriage and in their relationship. God bless you people out there. Yeah. I mean, that we, wasn't us. We should have learned from them at that time. But, you know, we've had 30... Did we know any people at I, that time? I don't even think Not we, that were, we were, were looking. Not that we were looking. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, for sure. The reality was we weren't even looking for that, right? Yeah. We were just, you know, doing our own thing. But we didn't get it right. And so we had stress. We argued. We lived paycheck to paycheck. Um, I know I was selfish with money. You know, if I could do what I wanted to do, then great, you know. Mm -hmm. and so, I mean, well, just, and I probably had the same mindset, and then we didn't have the funds to fund both of whatever we wanted to do. Exa and exactly. We weren't talking about it. We did not, absolutely did not yeah. talk about money. So, we're telling you what not to do right now, okay? <laughs> Don't argue over we're money. Sharing, Come to an agreement, we're sharing which, that's next our week. experiences. That's next week, right? But, but, you know, these were only symptoms of a bigger problem. Right. We didn't understand a key principle from the Bible, which has so helped us. That gives a proper perspective and foundation about money and how we should view it. Yeah, exactly. So what is this foundation? We're going to talk about stewardship versus ownership. This is key. Everything mm -hmm. that we're going to talk about today and uh, next week mm -hmm. and the week after mm -hmm. is founded on this principle right yeah. here. And if you don't get this, listen to this or even watch our live stream over and over and over again because you've got to get this in your spirit. You know, we're, we're bringing this to you from a biblical perspective mm -hmm. because uh, God is the author of truth Amen. and we stand on that truth. That's right. And when you get a hold of that truth and it becomes a part of who you are and how you operate and function, man, life goes a lot better. It sure does. It's not to say that you don't have challenges in life because, 
The Bible does say in John 10, 10, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So you have to have that realization that he still is going to come after you and after your money. Uh, but when you when you try to operate and function biblically about money and what God says about it, then you give yourself a much better chance of eliminating the things that you're struggling with in your marriage That's when it right. comes to arguments and whatever. So, so the key scripture that we want to focus on and want you to focus on and and meditate on and pray about and allow to really sink into your spirit is Matthew 25, 14 to 18. Um, Pastor Richard's going to read from the Amplified Version. Yeah. So just listen really carefully. So this is a story about, you know, it's really about Jesus, but it's about a person who owns a lot, um, and he's leaving some things for his uh, entrusted servants uh, with his possessions, and he wants them to do good with it, and he wants wants them to multiply. So this is what Jesus said about this. He says, For it is just like a man who was about to take a journey, and he called his servants together and entrusted them with his possessions. This is key. Entrusted mm-hmm. them with his, his possessions. possessions. Yes. To one, he gave five talents, which talent is a representation of money. It was a weight measurement in like gold or silver, or what have you. So this is about money. This mm-hmm. is about finance. Mm-hmm. To an, this isn't like our talent as far as like I can play right. a piano or right. I can sing. It's not that. It's ta- a talent is a representation of gold or silver as a weight of right. measurement. Amen. To another uh, two and to another one, each according to his own ability. So we're not all created with the same abilities to manage money. That's right. And to manage the the resources that's been entrusted to us. So Mm -hmm. don't be jealous of someone else who may be given more that God's asked them to, has entrusted them with. Right? Be be responsible for what God has given you and then multiply that. Then God will give you more. That's right. Which is what the story is really about. So anyway... Um, he's entrusted all these people with different amounts. Uh, then he went on his journey. The one who had received the five talents went and, and at once and traded with them, and he made a profit and gained five more. This is what Jesus is teaching us to do, is to multiply what has been put into our hand. Uh, likewise, the one who had two made a profit and gained two more, but the one who received the one went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. So he was afraid. He was worried, you know, he thought his master was a tough man, difficult man, and uh, so he was just afraid to do that. Well, mm-hmm. what what we're learning in this story is, is that we don't own anything. Mm-hmm. We don't own anything at all. It's all been given to us, and that's the point of what we want to talk about today. This is the stewardship versus the ownership. We own nothing. God's called us and entrusted us to be managers of what he's given to us. Yeah, so this is what we're talking about, what you need to grab a hold of and what we're talking about today before you can move on to the next two teachings next week and the week after. This is foundational for everything else we'll be, be discussing in this series. If you don't get this, nothing else, when we're talking about marriage and money, will make sense. It does. Absolutely nothing. So here's what biblical stewardship is, okay? One is God owns everything. We own nothing, Mm -hmm. and we've been entrusted to be good stewards of what's been placed in our care. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything is God's. It's not ours. Mm -hmm. What we have, what you have, we have been given to care for, for it is for the glory of God. It's for God's glory that we multiply the things that He's put into our life. That's right. You know, after, here's the key thing. After we pass from this life, and again, I don't do this and say this to scare anyone, but it's, it's truly going to happen at the end of our lives 
when, the, when we, we stand before God at the believer's judgment, not, not the judgment of whether you're going to heaven or hell, um, but it's, this is the believer's judgment to say, what did you do with what I've given you? Mm-hmm. And so after this life, uh, and we go to the next, we will give an account for our life and what we did with the resources we were called to manage. That's right. We will. So we own nothing. <laughs> we are in charge. We steward mm-hmm. what God gives us. Right now, we're talking about money with you all, but but also with our children. We don't own our children. Our children are not ours. We are to be good parents and stewards of our children, mm-hmm. um, our our homes, our jobs, our lives, our friendships, all are given to us by God, and and so we own nothing and that's what we need to drill into our spirits mm-hmm. you know psalm 24 1 and 2 says the earth is the lord's and everything in it mm-hmm. everything there's no uh yes but this yeah. <laughs> the earth is the lord's and everything in it the world and all its people belong to him for he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths Everything mm-hmm. is God. God owns it all. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you can understand that and agree and come into agreement with the Lord on that right. and with yourself on that, um, things turn around. You know, stewardship means that when I'm considering what and where I spend my money on or really do anything with it, I do that through a life of surrender to God. I run that through the filter of what does God want me to do mm-hmm. here? Right. And we talk a lot about, we, we make those decisions in our life in other areas, but specifically talking about money now, you have to ask the Lord, am I to spend this money on this thing? Even as little as, hey, do you want me to buy this gallon of milk for this lady that I see in the grocery store that I feel like you're impressing upon my heart? It, right. It's a, it's a simple conversation it like doesn't, that. It doesn't seem like that's an important <laughs> thing, but God cares about every aspect of our life, and he cares about Absolutely. the aspect of other people's lives. Absolutely. And so he cares deeply. And so we are... Here's, here's the word that was coming to me as you were sharing, honey. Mm-hmm. It's partnership. God is looking to partner with us. Mm-hmm. Now, we can choose not to partner with him, and we can go our own way and mm-hmm. um, do our own thing, but God actually wants to partner with mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. to bring about his goodness upon the earth. Why? Because he wants people to know that he's good. Amen. And when his people surrender, which is the key word you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. when we sur- surrender and are willing to do what God asks us to do, we are going to bless people, which Amen. God called, says that we're blessed to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. And um, God's goodness and His glory gets shown to other people who Amen. may not know Him. Amen. Someone at the grocery store may not have the money for that gallon of milk mm-hmm. that you're going to buy for them, right? Right. And until you buy that, you may not have heard the story that, I don't know what I was going to do. I needed milk for my family mm-hmm. and for my baby. That's right. And I didn't have any money. I didn't know what I was going to do. But when you came and bought that, you answered a prayer. That's right. Right? And so, then you have so an you opportunity. Get, you get blessed because you were a blessing to somebody. Absolutely. And that feels good, but we're not always talking about feels here. Right. What happens in the supernatural is then God's heart is moved towards you. His heart is moved towards me. I get goosebumps saying that. So when God's heart is moved towards you, man, floodgates open. And so we are a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing, but we're also a river. 
You know, we are we are to get things in and through us. The Lord gives us things to get it through us, in us mm-hmm. and through us, mm-hmm. to be a blessing He's to others. He's going to take care of us too. He's going to continue to backfill and backfill and backfill. Give it away. Give it all away because God will backfill. He will bless you for being a blessing. Amen. Amen. So it's really about surrender, right? So let me read this story. Um, we were at a conference this summer in, in Florida, and um, this scripture was read. And, and then at the end of this, you know, there, was a, there was a pastor who was from Australia at this conference, and he was teaching about this concept. And I'll tell you what, this, this scripture wrecked me. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, when I say wrecked, I'm trying to be considerate of our international audience mm-hmm. because that's American slang. Sure, sure. But it really um, touched, touched my heart. heart. Let me just he say was, it that He way. was weeping. He was yeah. uh, caught up in himself. Oh boy. He did not know was he knew the Holy Spirit was doing a work in him oh and he just kind of uh, got shook a little bit. So let me read this scripture from Matthew chapter 21 verses 2 and 3 and this comes out of the New King James version uh, of the Bible. So it says go into the village opposite you. Now this is when Jesus was about to uh, to to be he was going to ride in on a donkey mm-hmm. um, before the people of Jerusalem. And they were going to be praising and, and recognizing that he is the, the coming Messiah who rides in on a donkey mm-hmm. lowly. Mm-hmm. And they were putting palm branches on the ground. So that's what this story is about if you read the whole whole, whole chapter. But anyway, um, it says, And immediately you will find a donkey tied mm-hmm. with a, and a colt with her. Jesus says to his disciples, Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord. Here's the, here's the thing that just sent me over the edge, if you will, or it just my heart was just, you know, broken for what God was was speaking to me about. But he said, the Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. So at that moment, the Lord had reminded me of something he asked me to do over two years ago from this past summer. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what that was is we we had two vehicles. We were selling a vehicle. And after we sold the vehicle, um, God asked me to, we were at the same conference, basically the same time period in the summer of, of, of 2020, actually. And he told me to sow the amount, the, and I'm not going to say the amount because it doesn't matter, but I can tell you it's, it's the largest offering that we've ever given. Mm-hmm. And so, but he asked me to give it and I, I was afraid and um, I, I had other, my, my reasons were I had other purpose and use for it, uh, for things that we needed for our family. And so, um, but he told me to do that and I wasn't obedient to what he was telling me to do. And so he brought that to my remembrance this past summer after that scripture was read. And I was just a mess and mm-hmm. I was crying as my wife said, and I was, I'm like, Well, Lord. you know, when the Lord reminds you of something that he's, he's gentle and loving in all that he does. But it's almost like you feel, I've just let him down. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm all, it, it just touches you that way. Like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I just did that. Yeah. And I was just afraid because money had a place in my heart mm-hmm. greater than what God had, if, if that makes sense to all of you out there. And it so was an idol for you. It was an idol in a way. And so I had to lay that down. And that, that whole word surrender, when you mm-hmm. first mentioned that, mm-hmm. it, this is it. Yeah. Absolutely. Surrendering and understanding it's it's not mine. Mm-hmm. And when you're gonna to have to talk for a minute. So what Pastor Richard is talking about and he just said is it's surrender. You know, the story that he's gonna share with you and jump back in whenever you want to, babe. Um, 
when you're at that place and you realize that you have heard from the Lord, but you didn't obey. And it's not just a place of, of surrender, but you've got to go back and confess and repent and ask forgiveness. And God is gracious and good, and he will do all of those things. But it sets things right again in your life. Um, because now this part of your life, the money thing, had to die. Mm-hmm. And and like he said, it was a substantial amount of money, big, the biggest offering we've ever given. And... Um, it didn't surprise me that that's what he was talking about, you know, because yeah. he was asking me, you know, are you okay? Not really, or am I okay, but telling me what he was going to do. And I said, absolutely. I, I have no problem with that. So I, I'm, I'm back now. <laughs> I had to have a moment there because I was just overwhelmed. It's I mean, okay. I, I, God was taking me back even to that time this summer and how emotional I was. And so it, it's not an emotion of sadness. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to know that. Mm-hmm. It was just an emotional place of you know of love and joy and um and just really just overwhelmed by the goodness of god Amen. and that's what i was feeling in that moment and that god would give me give me a second chance to be obedient to do what he's calling me to do that's even right. though i was afraid oh my gosh was i so afraid to do that yeah. but it's in those times when you're afraid but you know god's speaking to you that you have to be obedient and you have to do it because god knows where he's taking mm-hmm. you now I don't get to see, or we don't get to see where that ultimately is, and I'm not. We don't. We're not giving to get here. Mm-hmm. Don't, so don't hear me. Hear me wrong. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, is that my heart was for God has use of it, right? Mm-hmm. From that scripture, mm-hmm. the Lord has need of it, and so I don't know what the Lord had need of when we sowed that large offering. Uh, that day at the church. I don't know what that need is. I can't worry about what that need is, but I have to trust that God knows what that money is for and where it's going and how he wants to see it Amen. used. And he had need, need of it. it. And Amen. I had to be obedient to give it for the need that the Lord saw uh, that needed to be fulfilled. Amen. And so I had to be, I have to trust, Amen. right? So the surrender, the trust, um, what are these stories about? It's surrender. And it's, and what I had to come to and realize is that God's the owner. Yes. I'm just a steward. Yeah. I'm just a manager. Amen. And is, you know, he who has been trusted with little will be given much, right? And Amen. so if God can trust me with money, which is a huge thing for all of us mm-hmm. in this life, mm-hmm. if he can, what else is he wanting to give us? Mm-hmm. You know, so that we can continue to be a blessing in his kingdom. Amen. That's what it comes down to. So I want to leave you with this scripture. Matthew 6, 33, and this is what Pastor Richard is talking about. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. The Lord hath need of it. He has need of it. And I just get goosebumps thinking about the Lord hath need of the money that we sowed. He hath need of it. He has need of it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, what that's doing... For somebody else that needed something. Yeah. So that's it, guys. We love you. We hope you you. uh, were blessed by this uh, podcast. And go back and listen again because this This is is important. It's the foundation of it. You've got to get this part. Tune in next week where we're going to talk about money and marriage again, only we're going to talk about unity. Yes. Um, You'll hear a little bit more about Pastor Richard Nye's uh, journey. Uh, with marriage and money. So take care. We love you and be blessed. Yeah. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at marriageminute at RevivalNow.com.